You are listening to The Entrepreneur Sip, a podcast for everyday women entrepreneurs who are looking for inspiring conversation and the best kept marketing tips. Pour yourself a delicious cup of coffee and get ready to embrace new possibilities in life and entrepreneurship. I'm your host, Caitlin Ortega. Let's get into today's chat. Hey everyone, it's your host, Caitlin, and I'm sure you're all wondering why I started this podcast and want to learn a little bit more about my professional background and get some really good tips on brand identity and website design if you're a startup business owner. So let's get into that. If you follow my Instagram, then you probably know about how excited I am to be moving back to Texas soon. I literally cannot wait and I'm just counting down the days, to be honest. Newburn has been incredible, and it's such a great little town. But I am just craving big city living, and of course, I want to be closer to family. So as you guys might know, I'm married to a Marine, who's actually my high school sweetheart, and we've been living on the East Coast for almost three full years. So not only is being a 26-hour drive away from family hard on us, but it's especially hard on me because I work alone from home as a freelance brand and website designer. That's why I love when I can collaborate with creatives on client projects because it feels like I'm not alone in the office. One of the main reasons for me creating this podcast is to genuinely connect with more creatives who are in the same boat with me and work from home alone while also giving them a platform to spread their knowledge with startup women entrepreneurs. And that, of course, brings me into the biggest reason for this podcast, which is to educate startup business owners and everyday entrepreneurs about marketing, business, life, and balance lessons from creatives that impact the overall success of our companies. So main topics we'll be talking about include social media marketing, digital design, digital advertising, but we'll also be diving into some personal topics like avoiding burnout as a business owner, working through loneliness in a work from home lifestyle, and easy meal prep recipes for busy entrepreneurs. I'm excited to dig deep into all of these different topics and speak with creatives from different industries that will help us to have a more balanced and fulfilled entrepreneurial journey. So I'm glad that you guys are with me on the entrepreneurship today. This is my very first episode, so it really means the world that you're here listening and supporting. Well, let's get right into this. Powered by Riverside. So just diving into some of my personal background, my name is Caitlin Hoppinson Ortega. I'm half Hispanic, half German. I'm bilingual, so when people hear me speak Spanish, they're just so amazed that a white-looking girl can speak Spanish semi-fluently. And fun fact for you, I tested out of half of my college courses, and that's what helped me graduate a whole year early from college. I went to Texas A&M University and College Station, Gigum Aggies, saw them off, and I'm from South Texas, McAllen to be more specific if you know where that is, and I went to Mac High. I have quite a few South Texas clients, so if you're a past client listening to this, now you know where I went to high school and college. I got my Bachelor of Arts in Communication and English, and 
law school was on my radar for the longest time. I grew up loving crime TV shows and true crime and seriously being obsessed with it, and I'm still obsessed with it. Uh, When I was a kid, I would go to Best Buy and purchase all of the CSI video games and play them on my PC. Like, I was such a nerdy, weird little girl. And then in high school, I joined the mock trial team and I thought, I'm going to be an attorney one day and I'm going to be a criminal lawyer. So in on my mock trial team, I actually won the award for best attorney at our regional competition. And I thought to myself, this is what I meant to do. And then in college, I joined pre-law society and I was studying for the LSAT and I interned at a law firm and I took law courses at A&M that were going to help me, help prepare me for law school. But in my third year of college, I just had this epiphany that I wasn't meant to be doing that. And I came to the realization that my passion for criminal justice didn't mean I needed to make that my full-time career. And I think that's where so many creatives have the same narrative, where we are so passionate about something, but we're also super creative and we don't like to live within the confines of a nine-to-five or of a really demanding job. And I think that's where creating a company really becomes so fulfilling and we're able to find so much freedom from that while also having work-life balance. Family and friends were really shocked when I said that I didn't want to become an attorney. I didn't want to do the traditional, you know, corporate nine to five, law school route. Um, And I applaud anybody who wants to take that journey. That, however, was not the path for me. I am just way too creative and such a free spirit. As you can imagine, I was really confused during that last year of college, trying to figure out what I was gonna do with my life now that law school was out of the picture. Upon graduation, I was that person that just took the first job that presented itself. I just did not like being at a desk for eight hours a day, typing into the computer and figuring out rates and going over different mortgage rates and I mean it was just so boring and I'm so glad that I'm not doing that anymore. Uh, Thank God for my business that provided that out for me but on a more creative side of you know my prior work experience I was also a retail manager and that was very enjoyable creative work that I think has influenced my love of design today. Being in the retail space really gives you the understanding of how brands operate, of how brand touch points are so important, and of why customer experience is the way to sell your products. So being in the retail space and being a manager, working with so many brands, has influenced my love of design. I'm so grateful that I've had that retail experience to back up my marketing experience and and into what I'm doing now today. So ultimately, I'm super grateful for all of my work experience, but creating a company really does give yourself more freedom and offers you more work-life balance. So 
when I moved to North Carolina with my husband, as a military wife, I knew that I needed to have my own business to provide some sort of financial stability while moving to different cities. And starting that company was really out of necessity, but it's really blossomed into something super impactful and something I'm so passionate about. So my chart communication was the name of my first business and I was a communication coach and consultant for public speaking interviews and professional writing and I was really utilizing my degree of communication and English. Uh, But it's so funny because even though I was calling myself a communication coach, the services that I was getting hired for were for logo design and website design. And that's why I say the design industry found me, to be completely honest. It's a pretty short story, but basically starting out with my business in 2019 and being recently married, I only had about $500 to spend on the initial ramp-up phase of MindTar Communication. So I spent the money as diligently as I could on registration fees, ordering business cards and flyers to post around town. And I didn't have enough money to hire a graphic designer to create a logo or to do a website for me. So I had to create that myself. I figured it out all by myself due to my tight budget. But looking back, I'm really thankful that I had a tight budget. Otherwise, I probably wouldn't be where I am today. My parents took notice and they hired me to help them with their side hustle. And then it just had this big snowball effect where everyone was noticing my work and more and more inquiries and projects kept rolling in. So I was getting more clients and it was around June of 2020 when I decided to go all in in my business to develop the potential that was lying right in front of me. And honestly, I'm grateful that I did. And I'm grateful to have a husband who supported that decision. Otherwise, this probably would still be a side hustle. In June of 2020, during the height of the pandemic, I quit my boring as hell corporate job, which was the mortgage industry job, and I went full time into my studio work. So fast forward to today, I've tripled my corporate income. I'm able to take time off whenever I want and I organized my work schedule around that. I've rebranded my business to be more aligned with my brand values and target clients. I've invested in outsourcing creatives to help build my business like a Pinterest manager and social media manager. And more importantly, I've created a comfortable work from home business that I'm really proud of. My business is one of my proudest accomplishments, just given all the heart, the blood, sweat, tears, and the hard work to build it into what it is today. And I still have more goals for it. I'm definitely a go-getter and I'm determined. Like, once I set my mind to something, there's honestly no stopping me. And I can't wait to see what my company will look like in 10 years, but I understand that we have to be patient. As I'm sure many of you creatives and business owners feel the same way about feeling so passionate about your businesses that you want to see the business success right away, but we have to be patient. I believe that learning from the experience and expertise of other people 
is a great way to catapult faster results for our companies. So I want to share a little bit about my expertise regarding brand and website design to hopefully shed some light on the topic of design for startup entrepreneurs because that's something that I didn't have when I first started. So why is design so important? Well, our brand's visual design are all the visual elements that help to distinguish your brand in your consumer's mind, such as color, typography, photography, to your icons, logo suite, and even brand touch points like packaging. Higher quality design is going to last you so much longer than generic one-off designs. And custom design is where the magic is because you can get custom designs trademarked. This is one of the most important things that I stress to clients and prospective clients is that when you hire a designer, you are getting custom tailor-made design for your brand. So I recently had a client work with me to develop their brand identity for her activewear brand, Belly Bunny. And even though she hasn't officially launched her line yet, she did give me permission to share about her brand because her name and logos have been trademarked, which is just genius. We've created an incredible brand. She believes in the brand identity so much that she doesn't want anyone else to even think about copying her. So she got it trademarked. I think that a lot of business owners don't realize that design programs like Canva are not meant for legit businesses because the logo and graphic designs are not commercial friendly. And you can read up all about that on Canva's policies, but when you choose to work with a designer, you're choosing to work with a creative professional who knows how to turn your business into a distinguishable brand that can be trademarked. My areas of expertise are brand identity and website design, and I am planning to dive into some subcategories of design like packaging and even motion graphics. Developing our skill sets as creative professionals is one of the best things we can do to continue flourishing in our businesses. And then for website design, it's important to focus on two things like optimizing your website, for search engines and creating enticing user experiences that will lead to more sales. Websites can be a little bit tricky and expensive because to really optimize a website for those two things, you need website copywriting, SEO, which is search engine optimization, professional photography, and in most cases, website development. This is why most designers who can provide all of those services through their business will charge a premium. I recently worked on a website design with a client who needed website design development for a custom look, website copywriting, and Shopify e-commerce for an elevated shopping experience. That was a complicated project. It was delivered flawlessly. The actual project went very smoothly. But when we are thinking in terms of the moving parts, it was kind of complicated because it's a hybrid site where we're incorporating Squarespace and Shopify and molding them together to create one seamless website. So there was a lot of development that went into that website and it was an expensive project for the client and a lot of work for me. So that was all considered when pricing the project and I think sometimes business owners see these high prices of investment and are scared and being a little shocked when you first see prices on an invoice or on a 
proposal is understandable. It's expected, right? But when you're starting a business that you expect to grow and scale quickly, it should also be expected that you invest wisely into the business branding and website because the website and the brand identity, but right now the website is what we're talking about, the website will make you money. And that's why I always stress to prospective clients, having a beautiful, seamless, user experience optimized website will make you more money. So if you're a business owner thinking about hiring a brand or website designer, think about it even more. (laughs) Think about it even more and make a budget. Set aside some money and say, this is what I can spend. This is my budget. This is my lowest budget. This is my highest budget. And go and search for designers who have the experience, the knowledge, and the eye to bring you the value that your brand is needing to provide you with more sales. Another quick website story is by a prospective client who recently launched a website for their makeup line. I had been talking with this person and once their website launched, I sent them a quick little sweet message with just a few things that they could to prevent any miscommunication on the website. It was a really sweet message and they did appreciate that I took the time to give some tips like adding privacy policy and terms and conditions, where to link everything and how to set up lead captures through email marketing because I noticed that they were missing those things. And when you're not sure about how to optimize your website for more visitor conversion or even equip your site with the legal essentials like a privacy policy and a terms and condition, that's when you know you should probably hire a website designer It's all in the details and your website doesn't have to be perfect when you first launch, but if you do plan to scale your business quickly and deliver the most impactful customer experience, then you need to have high quality brand identity and website design. Bottom line, (laughs) if you don't invest in your brand touch points and digital marketing, customers can definitely tell. And there's always more incentive for visitors to become customers when they can tell you care enough to invest in your own brand. So, That's my whole spiel for today. I just wanted to share a little bit about my personal and professional background, as well as give you some practical brand and website design insight. I hope you learned a little something from today's chat. Stay tuned for next week's episode featuring Thani Lopez, a social media consultant who's ready to spill all of her best kept tips for you. I will see you guys on the next one. Thanks for tuning in to today's episode of The Entrepreneur Sip. Visit the show notes to review or support this podcast. And if you're looking for free resources like my brand launch checklist, then you can visit my studio's website at abovedesign.studio. See you next time.